What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hollywood Tales with my beautiful, awesome guest, Miss Paula Bell. Give it up for Miss Paula Bell. <laughs> What's up, girl? Can't give it all up because I'm hard up. Give we, it up. We were just talking about podcast. You don't watch podcasts. No. But you've been on a few. Like I've a, been on a, a few. Mm. Quite a few. How come you don't watch them? Because you're just bored of them? Or? <laughs> because I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Paula Bell. Infamous, awesome rock star. <laughs> Why am you, I? You, you all know who she is, but if you don't know who she is, you have to just hit the Google machine, punch in Paula Bell, one L. Right? I couldn't afford to. <laughs> <laughs> You're a comedy legend. And, I am? And you are. I mean, you know you are. Don't, don't act like you I know. did see this. Where's Vince Vaughn? Is this Vince Vaughn's he, comedy podcast? You know, he did the podcast, but he wasn't in the room. We had him virtually, like... The Matrix. I remember him in Dublin's. Do you know Dublin's? Yeah, you, you did Dublin's. Dublin's. Of yeah. course. I don't want some bitch in a mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> in a mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> he stop coming on to me, and I was like, Ugh. like, you know what I mean? Dublin's hey. was crazy back then. <laughs> Dublin's, I think I made Dublin's crazy. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised they had any booze after I left. Paula Bell and I met at the comedy store. Yeah. Back yeah. in like the early, I want to say 99, like late 90s. Yeah, late. And you had already been there for quite a while. You no, were just a few years. I think I, I think I was there from like 96. Right. 90, 94 maybe? Right. Yeah. And you maybe. came from where to Hollywood? God <laughs> bless gutter. you, Fernando. <laughs> I came from the, the gutter. Came, she came, that she rose from the dirt. <laughs> I went she, from the gutter to the sewer The good Lord. You think the comedy store was a sewer? The whole place is a sewer. Uh, Hollywood's a sewer. Come on, man. Let's get into it. Holly- yeah, let's get into it. Hollywood Tales. That's what it's about. So where you were born? I didn't. Uh, I didn't Wikipedia you. You were. You were born where? I was born in downtown L.A. You are. You are L.A. native. I, I didn't know that. I thought you were like from Ohio or some shit. Oh, really? Come on. You have man. that Midwestern vibe. People say I have some kind of accent. My parents were New Yorkers, but I was born in downtown L.A. And then you grew up here. Almost on a bar stool. Almost on a bar stool. <laughs> her, u- her uterus was loose. Oh, can you pull? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you either pull it closer? Right there. All right. Fernando, does that work for you? Fernando. Fernando. Vamanos. <laughs> this fucking dog. I know. He's so <laughs> Look at his face. I can't stop looking at him. Bro, we went to the coffee shop. Everybody lost their mind. They were like, oh, my God, look at the dog. I need to get a little cute dog. You so need I can... a dog. It's a chick magnet. Man that's why you. I need to get a dog, because I'm having a hard time finding <laughs> chicks. Hey, that's a different podcast. I didn't come here for your problems, man. Let's fucking get back to the comedy. Perfect. What are you doing tomorrow <laughs> at noon? So um, so born and raised, raised in L.A. Uh, for a while, and then up in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Santa for, Cruz, for what? California. School, boyfriend. Nah, I dropped out of school to get married at 17. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that about you. <laughs> he this had is... a house and surfboards. I was like, I'm down. Let's do this. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and how long were you married? Uh, eight years. Eight years. That's a long time for a 17-year-old. It really is. He and was my first was boyfriend. How sick is this story? How old get? was he? He was seven years older. He went to school with Ugh. my older sisters. Is this legal? No, it wasn't. Right? That, no, I, don't think that was I legal. made him. No, no. I was banging him at the drive-in. I made him marry <laughs> me. <laughs> I know it's sick, but true. But at least I wasn't like having kids to get married. You know, I wanted the house and the beach and all that shit. 
And all he had the good it. stuff. Yeah. What, he how did he, how did he, he afford money, all that? He had all that. Yeah. He had money. Like, what did he do? He was an um, underground engineer construction dude. And where did you meet him? I told him he went to school with my older sisters, and they had oh. some party. Oh, and then I was the like, hey. And then I lied to him. At the time, I think I was like 14 going on 15, but oh, I told no. him I was 19. Oh, and no. then <laughs> I know. <laughs> and my whole life has been nothing but bullshit. Like all these girls crying, all this, uh, all the Me Too and right. all that seventeen-year-old shit with that w- one that got flown around the country by who? What was the guy? Epstein. Jeff, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I mean, seventeen. I never got to. I went to fucking Santa Cruz. I got, I got a house, but I didn't get flown around the country <laughs> for fucking. I mean, these young girls. <laughs> what are you complaining about? Shut up. <laughs> all the young girls are fucking by the time they're fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. All this stuff has to stop. That's why they have to keep Full abortion legal. I don't Full disclosure, I don't They have to keep abortion <laughs> legal because all these girls, from the time it's time began, we all start fucking early. If you and trust me, if you don't, then you go through some wayward period later on in your life. You hear about all these stories on the Lifetime or Oxygen channels or whatever. Like that broad who ran away and was fucking the ex-boyfriend and said two Mexican women abducted. Mexican women, number one, don't want to have fucking shit to do with <laughs> white women, okay? They know white women don't have any fucking nothing about them that they need or want, okay? They're not going to clean, cook. They're not going to do shit. She said they abducted her. Anyway, and now all these young girls... You know, they're not going to have access to abortions. I mean, so plumbers get ready because these high school pipes are going to be loaded with fetuses. Okay? Oh, hi. If you're listening, <laughs> I just want to put it out there. I I, I don't care. Put a goddamn I, disclaimer I'm, on this. You asked me I'm to come here. Fucking, I drove on the 405. I'm joking around. You got me my coffee, and you know I'm fucking waking <laughs> up. You know it. You're a comic. We don't start until noon, right? Or two I sometimes. Am. Well, I call myself a comic so they don't put me in the mental institution because there are other names for this psychosis. Oh, yeah, for sure. But comedian just sounds better. So do you know (laughs) what this place is? By the way, we're here. I have no idea where I'm at. I told you that on the street. I was like, what town is this? Yeah, she's like, we're like in Avatar land. (laughs) I like my homeless sleeping on the street, not walking around like Hobo Joe. I know. I have no no idea what part of L.A. this is. West L.A., Jam in the Van, but this building is an ex rehab center oh okay well isn't that convenient (laughs) i always show up on time don't i (laughs) all the therapists are gone it was an ex-rehab center and then jam in the van came in and got it if you haven't been here guys come check it out 3384 motor avenue west la it's right between pico and venice there's a awesome outdoor uh, courtyard where they do shows and music and comedy there's an indoor space Awesome green room upstairs, and then this podcast studio. And then back to me, okay? Back Let them all come when that shit happens. When Paula Bell's performing <laughs> here, you better get your fucking ticket. Go to jamminthevan.com. Yeah, more. we love Jam in the Van. You've performed here once in front of like eight, eight people. Oh, really? When was yeah, the other twice. time? Twice. Not on my show. Yeah. I think I only did one here. This is the place with the pool, right? You had like a no, pool? No. This is the place with. Remember Wait, you, is you, this you, the place you, with the bus in the back? Yes. Yeah, you didn't have me perform in the bus. I wasn't allowed in the rapist bus. <laughs> I was kind of upset about that. You had me perform on some stage, yeah, in front of eight people. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that night. Remember there was a young girl with like an old guy there in the audience? Yes. Yes. And you didn't use a microphone. You were like, why the fuck would I use a why microphone when there's only... It was I feel like, like I'm in my, my living room. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so they... But the pool place was a different place, right. which we'll revive at some point. That's what I thought this was. Now, two different locations, two different, uh, yeah, All right. two well, different vibes. You did the plug, so let's keep talking about me. So let's get back to you. After your marriage, why'd you get divorced? Why not? No, because I wanted to do stand-up. I was too fucking young. Married my first boyfriend. But see, I had it all in my sights. I had everything planned. You but know what why? I mean? Like what? What triggered? Because every comic has a, a moment where they watch somebody or they think they can do stand-up comedy. What was your trigger moment? Um, actually, I like, you, always you knew see? I was going to do stand-up. You did always. As a child, I had no interesting freaking idea why. But and then I went and then I went through my you know surfer days in Santa Cruz and. Yeah, I'm gonna get married and have the house, and I know I I know I did. I was a long really. I know, Ooh. amazing that I'm I have learning a any, lot about Miss Paula. Any Bell. kind of fucking that's long gone. <laughs> I didn't know you could surf. I didn't know you were married. I didn't know you were born in L.A. Like I'm learning a lot right now. I know Thank there's you. a lot of mystery to me, Fernando. We'll but, get uh, into him later, Fernando. You should have your own podcast, <laughs> right? And then somebody will just have a person do your voice, right? You should. Orale, orale. That's but uh yeah no and then i just i knew i was gonna do stand-up and he'd be like yeah right whatever get in the car like he didn't give a fuck and then um i just started driving to oakland and san francisco oh really oh interesting and then uh two hours each way and i started doing open mics and then how would you and then you pivoted i guess down to los angeles at some point yeah to audition for mitzi Mm. and how what at what time was like what uh year was this I believe that was like in '94. Okay, because I, I got there 94. in '99. Yeah, '94, and then I think uh, I got the Tonight Show. I think in '96. So I and I had been doing stand up five years. I was way too green. For How do you get the Tonight, Tonight Show? I know, right? People always. I'm not saying that you weren't <laughs> no, right because, I'm uh, just saying how much material do you have for the Tonight Show? It's no, exactly. friendly. Actually, the first written <laughs> jokes I ever did while I was married on my kitchen table are the same ones I did on the Tonight Show. Mm. But I was too green because uh, comics, they have to, I think, they have to, you know, really work a long time. Yeah. You're talking. You know, you're talking Jay shit. Leno Tonight Show. Jay Leno. And so, who booked Bob Reed and Mark Ross? Uh, were booking it at that time or no? No. Who was the writer? God, he looked like Orville Redenbacher, but he was a real fucker with the audience. He was hilarious. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, what was his name? Um, the fuck was his name? Brogan. Jim Brogan. Jim Do you Brogan. know this comic? No. Okay, Jim Brogan looked like the all-American Orville Redenbacher nice guy, but he would go up, and without using any, like, dirty language or anything, he would just skewer the audience, like, Mm. in the best way. Mm. What happened to him? Anyway, I don't know. He was one of the bookers or writers for The Tonight Show. He saw me at the... uh, at the Laugh Factory, and then he said, uh, I, I bet Jamie, there was like this couch upstairs, and I wanted this old velvet-ass couch, and I said, if I get the Tonight Show tonight, you're going to give me that couch. You know, he has all that antique, mm. weird, mm. old whorehouse furniture up there, but I wanted one of those gross couches. <laughs> anyway, so that's why I did, I wanted to get on the Tonight <laughs> Show for that old whorehouse couch <laughs> for my apartment. So anyway... 
Jim Brogan said, okay, yeah, she's got it. She can go on the Tonight Show. And and he greenlit that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did the Tonight Show. I, I had my Tonight Show experience wasn't that easy. <laughs> I I uh I can't remember how I got the oh I know how I got the audition. Well, I, you wouldn't have wanted to be on a couch. Well, <laughs> it was I close. Mean, really? No. Oh. I've never been on a casting couch. <laughs> I'd like to maybe right my now career. at this age. Why fuck not? us all. Just keep fucking us. We don't care. We just want the credit. I did a. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm surprised. Like, if 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 you ever, like, if Harvey Weinstein and you ever encountered each other, you would. Right. I think he would beat the shit out of that fucking guy. Beat him? No, <laughs> I would have fucked him so hard. He would. He would have come out of that fucking hotel room like The Walking Dead. Okay, like a fucking, <laughs> like a zombie. Okay, he would never have wanted to fuck anybody ever again. This is why like, I no. wanted you on this podcast. Oh, but listen, you're the, listen. You're the rawest. Okay, but why not? I mean, right, these Wolf? stories are crazy. We, we've had some crazy stories, but I think Wolf Ramirez, by the way, uh, over here. You hear that, Fernando Ramirez? Wolf Ramirez. He's our <laughs> our awesome videographer, editor, producer, sound engineer. Thanks, man. You've, you've, in, we've done like, I think you're uh, podcast number 21 or 22, somewhere in there. Eh, who cares? And he's, he's, <laughs> he, he's seen a lot of them. I, this is, this he slept is, through a lot? <laughs> well, just my voice will keep him awake. Well, right? this is, this is one of the better <laughs> ones. <laughs> but you have to stop with all that. I mean, for me, and as an older female, like all this, uh, anytime you hear these stories, you know, all the starlets came to Hollywood and, I mean, it, have you ever read or watched anything uh, from the past? Like when the actresses, it was known you had to fuck people. Like they just had this documentary on Marilyn Monroe. Mm. All the actresses had knew, like they had to fuck somebody. Right. And then it got like, okay, well, you know, maybe you don't or, you know, or let's just not talk about it. But the Weinstein thing to me, I mean, in this day and age, what are mothers telling their daughters if if you're going to Hollywood and you take a meeting in a hotel room? Now, I've known since I was seven that hotel rooms have nothing in them but a bed and somebody's going to try to fuck you in there. So why are you taking a meeting, right. whether it's Weinstein or anybody else in a in a hotel room with a man? You know what the fuck that's about. Yeah, you, just go, go to the coffee place right down the street. <laughs> I mean, just go to jam in the van. (laughs) (laughs) At least you'll hear some jokes while you're fucking. No, but I mean, it it gets to be too much. All these, it gets to be too much. So then it happens, and then you're saying that it happens, and then and then these females complain that it happened. Or 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 report or or report or whatever. But why are you taking? Why are you doing it? There's no table in there. Right. There's no fucking table in a hotel room. I, I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I'm dying right now. Well, what? No, because... I, I mean, th- tell this me is, something different. Paula, this is the reason why everybody loves you, because you're just so, like, aggressively honest. You have to be. And unapologetic. And that's why I have no fucking career. You do have a They're career. They're all afraid of me. That's, I have my own career. That's not true. That I have in so my let's, head. So <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into this because we're going to pull up some photos and oh maybe throw God. some clips up. Yeah, we want to promote you. Paula Bell is considered a legend in the comedy world. Uh, we met at the comedy store. You're one of those comics that 
when you go on stage, other comics come in to watch you, which is rare. Like, yeah. you know, you have, you know, Brian Holtzman, obviously. Of course. He was, he was another one of the male version of comics that, when most comics are on stage, unless you're really, really famous, they'll just do their set and leave or go out to the parking lot, smoke a cigarette, have a drink. But certain comics would, uh, you know, go on stage and then all the comics would be like, oh, Paula Bell's going on. And people would run in, comics would run in to watch you and stuff, which I, I'd never seen that before because comics are so into themselves and not very supportive. But um, you just have such an awesome and crass way with your comedy, but it's so likable, you can't get, like, nobody can get mad at you. But that is, I mean, it is really me. I'm not, yeah, I mean, you're not people faking say, oh, it. that was a character, or who's that? No, or, I know it's really, really you. nice off stage. <laughs> well, I am nice off stage. I mean, I am a nice person, but I am a real person, yeah. and my honesty happens to be funny because I can write that way. I do have that writing talent. But I do want to say what I really think. I mean, I, you know, I watch <coughs> comics sometimes if I just catch them real quick. Now there's, a, I mean, everybody's, you know, puts their shit on Instagram or whatever. Mm. And I mean, if you're up there to to do a seminar or to talk about your fucking childhood in a way that, you know, it takes, I, I can't, I can't listen. <laughs> I can't. A lot of comedians, the young ones, they have to start writing jokes. A joke is a setup and a, and a punch. You know what I mean? But, or just a point of view. Or just a with, point with of view. With the way you say it. Like, I'm not a joke writer. I don't have setup punches. I have, like, stories that I emphasize and articulate in a certain way that make it funny. But right. I, I'm not a joke writer. I'm a storyteller that right, that, that puts in little funnies in between the story. Right, but you put in little funnies, right? Right. Yeah, well, that's what they're all fucking missing right <laughs> now. Okay? Because I can't... It's too much. And they don't have, their attention spans are very short. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, well, so like you and I, you were there before me, but you know, we spent a lot of time at the comedy store many a nights, mm -hmm. many a years, really like pulling out the fucking shovel and digging. Like every night was a grind. Right. And nobody was really at the comedy store to get famous. It was about how do I become a better comedian? Right. Working on your set. In front of an international audience, typically, because right. LA. And Hollywood is the hub of like tourism, and so you'd have people from like Australia, England, fucking Africa, you know, Mexico, uh, Europe. It was a very kind of diverse crowd mixed in with Hollywood and California. Yeah, it had like a little sprinkling of everything. And you have a sprinkle, but you would get your chops there. It was almost like going on the road without having to go on the road. Exactly. So when you got to the comedy store, you auditioned for Mitzi. Right. A, had you get the audition, and B, uh, she passed you obviously, but. I want to hear the interaction because everyone has a Mitzi Shore story. Everybody has Mitzi Shore story. <laughs> Everybody. Um, and I, I wish they, you know, I, there were so <laughs> many stories out of there that Mitzi told me herself mm. that I really wish they would put on all those specials about the comedy store. Write a book. Huh? Oh, she, my She God. downloaded a lot to me as well, like yeah. hours and hours. Oh, and yeah. We probably know the same stories. Probably. All the stories about, I mean, it's just. It's, it's, people just can't believe them, but they are. It so much strange shit happened in there. She loved you a lot. She she, did. she talked about you when I was with her. Uh, I spent in her later years. I became really close to her. She was like a grandmother to me. It's funny because some of the younger comics, I won't say their names, 
they used to make fun of me and called me the last of the Mohicans. Oh. Which means I was the last guy to bang Mitzi Shore. Oh, really? I'm like, she's 75 years old. Do you think I'm that desperate for a fucking spot in the OR at well, 10? Didn't she have Parkinson's? At I, least I, she would have shook. Her, I met her when she was like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she said it, Mitzi, not me. Why are you doing the Catholic <laughs> sign? She's a heave. That's right. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Come uh, on, man. Uh, no, the, the, there were two. I forgot their name. Ryan something. They used to say it. It got back to me. Rick Ingram. I can't remember how it got back to me, but they were like, yeah, you know, people call you the last of the Mohicans at the comedy store. I said, why? Because you get all these great spots and people think that you're banging Mitzi Shore. And I'm like, are you guys that fucking sick in the head that I would try to, well, first of all, not only sleep with the 75-year-old woman, but just sleep with anybody anyway for spots. Like, Well, it would be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da. Anyway. This is why. Paula no, but Bell. I mean, I, I, I can't remember um, a like lot how, about... How did you get the audition, though? Yeah, I'm trying... I was working in, in a club in Oakland, and there was this cat... I forgot his name, was this, this post comic. Tonight Show or pre? No, pre. Ah. And then... Um, and then uh, I got the, <clears throat> I, I got the audition. I don't know if you called or went down there or whatever, mm. but I remember driving like down six hours or whatever down 101. And then um, she said, "You're perfect. <laughs> Your act is perfect. You wear the right clothes. I don't. You don't. I don't even have to tell you what to do. Like Roseanne, I had to tell her to wear overalls, <laughs> but you don't have to do anything. But she really liked me. But I never she wanted did. to talk to this broad. Do you remember Patty Ross? Mm, she no. was an Irish comedian, big Irish comedian from. Uh, sorry, Patty. I mean, but she was kind of chubby. But uh, she was from uh, Boston. Comedy store comic. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't remember. Her. And she said. Don't ever get too close to her because she actually hates fucking women. And Patty had a joke that I used to love. She used to say, uh, but she had a lot of husbands. She goes, you know why I had a lot of husbands and you skinny bitches can't get anybody? Because I know how to back you up in a bar fight. <laughs> like, she had a, like she was hilarious. She was like a real Irish broad, all right? So anyway, she told me, and she was, she was kind of close to Mitzi, but she said this, she said, this broad fucking hates women. <laughs> but anyway, Mitzi would always, I'd go in, and I was so green and knew it stand up, and I really had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Even people that, I talked to comics, and they go, oh, we knew you, you know, you had your act, and you, and I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just writing these bits and going up, and then I would just take off. Um, but I, I, I didn't know what it was about, like, I should have been networking. I had no idea of that shit. So I was just happy with the 5 or 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was. But anyway, Mitzi would always have me sit next to her, and she yeah. wouldn't say shit to me. She'd, she'd have me um, watch shows and, you know, all the you know performances in the main room. She had me working night after night. But then I got the Tonight Show at the Laugh Factory. But again... She didn't like that. No, because I had... Never said anything or talked to people. Mm. I really didn't. I just went in and out of that fucking place. And I had no idea, like, what it meant. I thought, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm on The Tonight Show. Because mm. I knew myself, wow, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really ready for this shit. I'm, you know, I'm too green. And I, don't, I, don't, I just didn't want to tell anybody. How'd you do? 
Guess what? Killed. Remember? No, no. Remember TV Guide? Yes. That fucking te- Mitzi came out in the parking lot at the comedy store, and she goes, I saw your name in the TV Guide. You're going to be on the Tonight Show, and you didn't tell me. That's a flaw in your character. Ooh. Ooh. And she burned me. And I, and I didn't work but at the you... comedy store again for years and years oh, and years. Oh, interesting. Oh, she was pissed because, you know, they all wanted to, when you got your break, they all wanted to be the one... To say that they and were a part of it. remember back then, the comedy store, if you worked at the Laugh Factory, you can work at the right. store, you can do the improv. It all had yeah, this yeah. weird um, yeah. this weird thing about it. So anyway, when she, and I go, no, Mitzi, I just didn't, no, you have a flaw in your account. But you didn't want to <laughs> say anything to anybody because you didn't want to toot your own horn. Right? That, and I was very, I knew I wasn't fucking ready for that Tonight Show, even though I had How did you do on the Tonight Show? It was odd. It was just odd. Did you get laughs? First I got bumped. I got laughs, yeah. You but got I got laughs. bumped uh, the first night. Remember Roseanne's husband, this fucking guy? What's his name? Her Tom, ex-husband? Tom yes. Arnold? Anytime something good happened to me in my career, this fucking guy showed up. No, I'm not bullshitting. I got a deal with Warner Brothers. Remember when they were handing out deals it's for It's funny that you don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's kind of a weird household name. And, he and is? And you're like... I mean, when you say Roseanne Barr's ex-husband, everybody shoots right to Tom Arnold. Yeah, For but me, I don't fucking know. You don't give a fuck. No, what? I mean, what do I fucking keep tabs on that fucking bro? I don't care about who she was fucking. Anyway, the guy. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Every time something happened for me in my career, this motherfucker would show up. Like, I got a deal for my own sitcom at Warner Brothers, mm. and they made his show. Mm. And then I did the Tonight Show, and uh, Maybe he they, I got you. bumped because he came on and spent too much time. Maybe like, he has a secret crush on you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should marry Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, 90 now? <laughs> no, I, but I, it was a weird thing. Like, yeah. have you ever had that? Like yeah. on stage, like if you followed a certain person, like you'd yeah. like it you bomb or just something like not even because that person was was great or anything. No, it was but just they, like they, a weird They put a fucking voodoo stink. It's a mojo. There's a stink that yes, come in a and they put a stink. It's I have a, a I have, kind of mojo. I have, you have you, how much time do we have? All have, the time. What the lo- fuck? We I have a long list of people i can tell you that tried to sneak up my mojo and did um so i believe in that and i agree with you i so the comedy store is weird in that way because you're right at the time it was either you were either loyal to the comedy store the laugh factory or the improv you couldn't do all three right people don't at realize point, that shit there was a weird thing about yeah it. There, there, there's a territorial competitiveness about it but at one point it it merged for me it merged because at one point i would say uh Let's say 2012, 2013, 14, I was on that TV series that Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley produced called uh, Sullivan and Son on TBS. Okay. Nobody saw it. It had three seasons, but I was I had a gig and I was on right TV. Right on. Well, that's good. And, and I was getting spots at all three clubs. Okay. And I would have my name on the marquee and the whole thing. Right. Um, As you should. It's funny. I, I wrote a script recently called Best Man Bumped. Okay. About a comic who, who gets bumped. Uh, uh, as the best man at his friend's wedding by somebody famous. <laughs> Believe it or not, that shit happens and then, all the time. And then I get bumped. At, you see my character at the comedy clubs getting bumped, people. And right. So I just get really frustrated of the whole idea of being bumped. Like nobody and you likes, go on a killing spree. I shoot everybody. 
Actually, you know what? Let me write that Let note. me help you write it. Let me write that note. That's it. Because I wasn't thinking that dark, but maybe I should shoot people. Of over. course. Come on. <laughs> it's PG-13, Paula. Oh, God. Come on. So, uh, no, but so then the make politics. Make a film. <laughs> we could make it a scary horror movie. I mean, if it has anything to do with the comedy store. The, the, so let me get back to the comedy store really quick, because. So we were there in the crunch time, like in the, for me, the late 90s, early 2000s. And I was really close to Mitzi. I was getting all these awesome spots and this, that, and the other thing. Had a TV series in like 2012, uh, 13, 14. Got canceled. Okay. Then uh, CAA dropped me. My managers dropped me. Lo- like everything like fell apart as soon as the TV show got canceled. It was a very weird time in my life. And then I started going overseas and stuff. But at the same time, Mitzi was getting old and she wasn't really, her hands weren't really in on the store. It was Tommy Morris, remember the booker? Oh, uh, he was h- horrible. Well, he was horrible. Booking it, but then Adam Egit came in. I have no idea about him. And um, th- as soon as he came in and started booking it, that's when. Um, Joe Rogan came back. Remember, Joe Rogan was yeah, was banned there for fifteen years. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was banned there. Mitzi banned the him. Fuck out of here, Rogan. See, and I always like. I always like. So I remember here's, eating lunch at. Here's here's the score with Rogan. I used to like him. I used to really like him and respect right? him. Um, for some reason, he never liked me. He used to always call me uh, the mayor of Hollywood. That was his thing. Every time I walk oh. into the comedy store, I'm mad. I'm mad. Mayor Hollywood, everybody he used to say that condescendingly. And I used to always go, oh, hey, Joe, whatever. What did that mean, the mayor? Because I used to walk into the comedy store with, like, you know, famous people and models. And, like, I, w- I was the mayor in a, for a minute. Oh. You know? Yeah. Google it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Okay, models? No, I'm just saying, like. Isn't I everybody a model in Hollywood? No, but I used, to, I used to come into the comedy store. I was an actor before I got into stand-up. So I used to, I had, like, you know, musician friends and actor friends and like people in the industry and like well no so whenever i used to walk in with so like, you had an e- you walked in with your fucking ego no i walked in with my friends who just happened to be famous paula it's, that's an ego well sometimes you need voices in your head <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> what the fuck you just got the light see that <laughs> i don't give a fuck about his little camera phone <laughs> I'll that, wreck see, this whole room right now. I'll fucking buy this place. <laughs> keep, keep telling me about your ego. So, I thought I was the guest so, on this show. So, <laughs> so I just want to tell you the story because I want to hear your opinion on it. Okay. So, long story short, at that time I was doing Access of Evil comedy tour with Maz Jabrani. Aaron, I did hear about that. And Aaron Cater. Okay. We yeah, all, we two all, funny motherfuckers as well. We all had a falling out. Okay. And, we, and we broke up. Uh, for business reasons. No one got beheaded? Don't you personal... guys behead people? <laughs> Thanks. Close. Hey, I haven't seen Aaron in a while. Does that guy still have his neck? You guys should have fucking beheaded each other. Well, we're that doing a reunion better. tour, which is funny you should even bring that up. What is it called? Access of Evil. Access oh. of Evil Comedy. But anyway, Aaron and I had like this weird falling out, and he went and told Joe Rogan, who like took sides with him. And I remember walking into the comedy store one night, and Rogan was in the back of the parking lot smoking a joint by himself. I'll never forget it. And I walked by. It was quiet, like a Wednesday night or something. And I walked past him, and he didn't do the whole mayor of Hollywood. He just didn't say anything to me. And I walked past him. I go, hey, Joe, what's up? And he goes, he goes, you know, don't, don't fucking talk to me. And I was like, 
what's up? You all right? He's like, no, man, you know, you did this, you did that, Aaron, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you don't know the whole story. Happy to tell you, but uh, that's not what happened. And if you want to hear my side of the story, just ask. He goes, I don't need to hear it. Fuck you. You're uh, la, la, la. And I was like, all right, well, how about go fuck yourself, man? It's fine. And I walked away. He called the comedy store the next day, or maybe that, I guess the next day, and Duncan Trussell, remember Duncan Trussell? Mm -hmm. He used to book the club at for Okay, for I had no idea, but yeah. Anyway, was he gone. was the talent booker, and he called Duncan, and he said, if I met a med's name's on the lineup, I'm not going to perform at the comedy store. Couldn't you just use one Ahmed? <laughs> I should have changed my name back then. I like mean, just Prince? have one Ahmed. If they said Elvis? Ahmed Ahmed and you showed up just as Ahmed. I should, you know, I should have done that. <laughs> You're smart, Paula. You always, I'm very always, fucking cunning, always man. A, always a step ahead, this broad. <laughs> hey, you want to be my manager? <laughs> you should be a comedy manager. You're like, I've seen it all, kid. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Get in the, get in the van. You're going to get fucked in the van. So anyhow, it's hilarious, dude. So he called Duncan and said, "I'm not gonna if I'm at Amaz on the lineup, uh -huh. I'm not gonna perform." So the spots came out that Friday. Remember, you call in on Mondays and then like yeah, yeah, Thursday, yeah. Fridays, you get yeah. like your times. So the spots came out and Rogan wasn't on the list. And he called up Duncan and Duncan told me this. He's furiously like, "What the fuck? How come I didn't get my spots?" And Duncan said to Joe, apparently. Mitzi told me to tell you, don't tell her how to run her club. Oh. She smoked him. Wow. Two weeks later, he had that incident with Carlos Mencia on stage. Remember the whole thing that went viral yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she banned him after that. She banned Rogan after that? Because she said he was a bully and he was putting a stink eye on the club, which he was. Okay, but wait a minute. And then he went down to the improv for yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Because I performed there almost nightly for the next 15 years and he wasn't there. Yeah. This sounds like a like high Hollywood school. tale. <laughs> it sounds like high school tale. Sounds like a Hollywood tale. <laughs> it is very well <laughs> comics are very high schooly. Like so anyhow, fast forward 15 years later, Rogan comes back into the comedy store. I start getting less spots coincidentally. Okay. To the point where I'm getting no spots. I reached out to Adam and I said, "Hey, you know, how come I'm not getting any more spots?" And he goes, I've been instructed by comedians to not book you. Oh. I go, hey. I go, he goes, yeah. I said, who? He goes, I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, it's got to be Rogan. Maybe you think that, though. I mean, was I'm sure there's a Tommy bunch of them. Dude? No, because Tommy, he was fired. Adam Egot. I thought for a long time with that fucking Tommy dude that he had killed and stuffed Mitzi Shore. <laughs> and she was in a basement somewhere because sometimes I'd come in and look at that fucker and I'd be I'd see him in the booth. I'd be like, he's fucking wearing her scarves and shit. Like I was, <laughs> you know what? The whole thing is a big, you know, that's, you were there. I'm, you know what? After hearing all this bullshit, I am glad I left because I had heard that that place turned into a big fucking boys club and all that yeah. shit. And it was all political about who you were friends with. And I right. think to this day, because I have gone back and done really late spots there and I see the comics who are not fucking funny, right. working everywhere and getting right. spots in there. Right. And I'm like, this is still that same old bullshit boys club, man. I'm not about that shit. I don't give a fuck, honestly. And you know I like you, Ahmed. I'm just going to call you Ahmed <laughs> from now on. But I don't give a fuck about that bullshit that happened. 
And um, because, you know, I think when things get uh, one place, one building, like when Mitzi said, you have a flaw in your character. No, I don't have any fucking flaw in my character, bitch. Like, I brought my act in this club in this building and that is what it is to me it's just a fucking building mm. you know what i mean it's just like if i would have come here when it was a rehab place i would have left and gotten a drink or a smoke <laughs> no fucking building is gonna change me right and it's I like don't a restaurant think, and i think that hearing you talk it i think it did have a big effect on you i'm not a fucking sure. counselor here. no you're right thought yeah. i came to do a fucking podcast but um i think that you need to let all that shit go because That's why so many things happen and you're surmising that maybe so-and-so did this. Maybe Who knows who, what the fuck and who it the fuck were, people were doing. Yeah, because you have your act. It's intact. You're going to fucking keep doing it. You have your own fucking gig here now. And uh, time moves on. You know what I mean? People love, like you said, oh, we're going to pull up pictures. Don't fucking pull up pictures. I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> like, no, seriously. This is serious. People love to pin you down about your past or what you did or who you were with or right. who you were fucking. Nobody fucking cares about it today. Mm. You know what I mean? You're sitting here alive. I think you're alive. I might poke you with a fucking stick to see. I, I don't need, know. I need to. But I mean, I no, seriously. I could lose so some weight. So what, what does yesterday really fucking matter? And especially with audiences as a performer, because like we were talking about the younger comedians, they want to do seminars and shit. But now it's like, you know, be relevant right now with your shit. Because yesterday doesn't matter, and not to these younger audiences with their fucking ADD and all that shit. They can't even sit Your still. Your dog just yawned when you said that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is a cat. No, I'm just kidding. No, Fernando, meow. No, but seriously, I mean... No, I feel you on that, and I think you know your your words speak volume. It's I'm already tired of hearing about oh the comics who are getting you know uh, bum rushed on stage, and you know I, I'm tired of that shit too already. Like somebody said, oh did you hear about Chappelle? I'm already fucking over that story. Yeah, you know oh his security, what fucking security? That guy reached him. Right. Like if you're gonna pay security, they do their jobs. They yeah. no be right fucking there. Right. You know what I mean? And and. Uh, my next show, like, I'm going on stage with two fucking Dobermans. Good luck, <laughs> bitch. Okay. Bring a taser. Bring a taser. Bring a f I have a sword. You know, actually. I did get, I, that happened to me at the Laugh Factory. Really? You got bum oh, rushed? yeah. And when? I talked about it on the in stupid Instagram When shit. was that? Um, it was Chocolate Sundays. And it was a six foot, like, fucking six, huge, 300 pound gay black man who came all the way, like, this fucking close. But what did you say? And it triggered him. Trip out on this. Hadn't even done any of my gay jokes yet. <laughs> Just fucking started talking and this guy and then he came up and he people, knew that you were oh gonna... my god and he came and i just stood there and i didn't fucking blink an eye and people were like you didn't fucking move and then i was laughing i was like because i freeze bitch like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you do when you're attacked some people scream some run i just fucking freeze but the truth was and then he started saying i'm not catching a case for you bitch i'm not catching a case and i was thinking a case i don't have any disease catching i had no idea it meant i'm not catching a case of prison time for you, bitch. Like, you're not worth it. But he approached you. 
Oh, no, he ran up on stage and was this close. And then finally, like, you know how the fucking security is? There's never security. Oh, some fucking guy dawdled out of the lobby and hey, stuck buddy. his head right. in. Kobe. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, but I could have, you know, fucking been killed. Yeah. But what, what guess year, what? What year was that? I made it. Who fucking knows? I don't know, like five years ago. Or That's crazy. I've never been physically attacked. I've had somebody come up to, like, approach the stage. And they were like walking up, and I was like, "Yeah, don't do that." I, I go, "I go, just sit down." He's what? Like, he's like, and I was just like, "Look, dude, I have seven more minutes." Yeah. When I get that blue light, that means I have to wrap it up, and I'll meet you on the patio. Oh, so you're threatening him? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, so you're enticing him? No, I said, if you want to fight me, let me finish my job. They do like to though. And then I'll meet you on the patio, yeah. and we'll fucking duke it out like good old gentlemen. <laughs> And then he went and sat down, and I duke it out. <laughs> yeah, I like to put up my dukes. <laughs> I like to duke it out. This is the old west. And then I went outside, and he was gone because yeah. I called his bluff. I shouldn't be doing that though, because no, you, you never shouldn't. know. Somebody might go fuck you, pull out a gun, like. People yeah, have been, times have changed, and now they people want have been shot this. and stabbed at that fucking they place. They want to do it. They and no one knows how. Have you noticed? Nobody knows how to sit down. We're probably the only people who have sat this long. Right. <laughs> Nobody. Why even have seats in the fucking comedy club? I know, it's right? It's gonna be like this. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like you. I feel like I. Kinda, We're gonna have to perform behind like plexiglass. No, and shit. they're gonna hologram our fucking acts. <laughs> <laughs> just right into the club. <laughs> we'll be in some real like weird room, three doors right away. Right in the back. And there'll be a hologram of us. I and somebody will try to swing at us. Right? Like and it'll go like, through. <laughs> <laughs> ah! And you're just back there going, ha, 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 ha. No, but it's 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 the it's the it's the time of sensitivity, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's so sensitive. Don't you dare say anything. Then everybody's in everybody else's fucking business. When did it turn, you think? When the internet, I guess when the internet I happened. When I sobered up, that's when it fucking turned. <laughs> I how, should have stayed lit. How long have you been sober? <laughs> uh, ten hours? Not very <laughs> I'm not I'm not a sober person. I'm not a but I was just saying it's just fucking crazy. It's it, I don't know. It's the new generation. Um, yeah, I believe you. No, you know, I mean, it's true. Every cause is their cause. They're in everything. They're in everybody's business. But when shit goes down, they're not paying attention. Mm. When laws get changed, like they're fucking abortion law, they weren't paying attention. They weren't hip to that shit a long time ago. Right. So it's they're not paying attention to important stuff. I, well, I don't know. We're, we, it's because we're inundated by... Like all this information and TikTok videos and like thirty second clips and right. things that are viral and you need to watch this got seven million views and it could be anything from a cat fucking eating, you know, food to you know cop t- you know you ever, uh, uh, cops on TikTok you ever see this one? No, what is that? Uh, you ever see this uh, wolf? I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. There are people that go to police stations. And they, they go in the parking lot and they start filming like Why? the police station because eventually somebody will send two officers out to ID these people, which is against their constitutional rights. And so there's always like these, you know, people in really kind of antagonizing and instigating cops to come up and kind of be shut down because they're in a public property. You serve the people. G- give me your badge and ID number. Your dog just fell asleep during this story. <laughs> 
literally he just, no, he listen, literally fell asleep during that fucking no, story. No, listen, that's fucking great. I know, but see, it's all l- that bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's too much. It's it too is. Much. And where, you know what? Nah, I, I can't get into that shit, man. It's all stupid shit. Everybody wants this viral video, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going well, to fucking what... antagonize a cop. Are you stupid? They have guns. I know. They have tasers. Well, for... then some of these idiots actually get arrested. The cops like, fuck it. They should. Take, cops take love to arrest people and like that. And you'll see the person go, hey, stop it. And they're just like, nope, turn around and they cuff them and they take them away. No, uh, fuck that. Uh-uh. I, I know. Nope, nope. Do, do. What? We need the police. Shit. Yeah, we do. I need the police in my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, arrest that fucker. He looked at me wrong. Give me, <laughs> give me back the remote control. Put handcuffs on him. He won't hand over the remote control. Nine one one. My husband right? won't. My husband won't make me coffee. Can you get over here? No, in this country, with the way things are going, I'm sorry. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no way. What's uh, what's coming up for you? You have like some gigs in the works that are yeah. You wanna, I'm, you I'm doing plug? some gigs. I'm gonna be uh, tomorrow night at the Laugh Factory. I'm gonna do some this. Gigs. This episode probably won't come out for what a week or two. Oh great! What's down so, the ro- uh, what's what's down the road for you? Yeah, going home to Columbia. That's what's down the road for. I me. forgot you have a beautiful home in Columbia. Yep. That I want to go right stay at or rent or yeah. Airbnb it right. Fuck no. No? You think I want everybody's jizz and spit all over my shower? Fuck no, I'm not renting that shit out. No way. <laughs> no way. My, my God. No, man. Yeah, no. I, I've never laughed this hard, I think, ever in my life. It's a big old avocado farm with a big old casa. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to come visit. You got to. I'll drive you around in my Sicario car, my big Toyota. <laughs> we, did, we did. We bought a big old Sicario. It has the Pistola box under the hood. Oh, oh, yeah. We had to sage it from all the fucking murders and shit that probably <laughs> happened in it. No, it's so true. It's crazy. <laughs> These are real stories, people. Uh, uh, what's, your best, um, what's your best Hollywood tale? My it, best it, it, it Hollywood tale. Wait, can you hold on one second? Let me just. See. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Let me He's just. Gonna get the phone. Let me just. Johnny Mitchell. Dude, I I don't hate me. I fucking totally forgot. I am so fucking sorry, dude. Can you wait? Can we can we postpone an hour? Uh, you. I can I can jump in my car. I I just I I was finishing uploading a really important podcast, but I can be there at like. A really important podcast, as opposed to your bullshit. <laughs> no, dude, dude. You're, you're actually, I, I put, you're on speakerphone with Paula Bell. <laughs> Paula Bell and Wolf Ramirez, our producer engineer guy. And when you said uh, that, dude. how dare you? How dare you? I just, how did I just get, you? did I get bumped? Yeah, you just got bumped. I just got bumped fucking bumped by another podcast. <laughs> fucking hey, I can't win in this fucking town. But if you if you change your mind and you want to roll in on the Sarah one at two thirty, and that's two two thirty. Yeah, and the three of us consider we'll set up another mic and we'll just kind of keep it loose. But you can come back and do your own down the road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back and do my own. Oh, All right. Let's just, let's just plan on that. I, I'm. I tell your producers I really apologize. <laughs> we were just talking about how Flaky I get bumped, and then here we go. Fucking well, Johnny Mitchell bumps me on his fucking. He's like, no, no, I had to do my podcast. That no, he said a very important, a very important podcast. Yeah. Sorry. 
Fuck you, Johnny Mitchell. He's never going to be on this podcast. He's banned. He's banned. All right, well, we have time. Are you in a rush? No, what are we doing? Can we keep talking? Can I? Yeah. Mitchell? No. He's a good guy. Doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Sounds like a flaky motherfucker to me. He's just, you know, he's been in the game like five, six years, and he's... he's, Ah! he's, 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 He's actually really funny, and he has a funny podcast. He's very crass. Yeah, he must have a funny podcast because it was more interesting than your bullshit. Thanks, thanks, bud. <laughs> no. He um he's like six set like six six or six seven, tall, skinny, white dude. He served uh, three years in prison for uh-huh. for, for dealing for what with for being flaky, <laughs> not, not showing up on time for his fucking court ordered uh, bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Judge. I have a more important case to attend. What the fuck? Is he? <laughs> he, he served three years in prison for dealing weed up in, I guess, Oregon, but before weed was legal. Oh God. And um, he's he said he he survived in prison because he was such a good basketball player. So when they would go out to the yard, yeah. all the black, you know, yeah, he teams still would took be like, it in the ass. You can survive, <laughs> but he still took it. Oh. <laughs> he took it like a good basketball player would. You heard it live from Hollywood <laughs> Tales, right out of the horse's mouth. Paula Bell <laughs> with us. Listen, I told Wolfman, I said, your ears must fucking bleed sitting back there listening to all this bullshit. Bro, you've you've heard some really funny stories. Paula, all right, so let's get, let's, Johnny interrupted your fucking Hollywood tale. What's your best favorite? It could be a dark story. It could be funny. It could be something that you were indirectly involved with. My favorite Hollywood tale? Yeah, like somebody you worked with, somebody famous. Like, give me a, something famous. God. Like something that people would really sink their teeth into. Really? We've had some dirty stories on here, by the way. Like people straight up like throwing people under the bus and shit. Really? That's so what w- this is about? I don't really fly. have any of that. Well, shit. I don't want you to like be, you know. Like, malicious or mean, but okay, if something, well, or it could be a funny story. Like, hey, I was at the comedy store one night, and so and so happened. Nah, there's a lot of famous people come to the comedy store. I'm sure somebody approached you one night and was like, "Oh my god, you." Nobody is ever, well, you know, because they're afraid of you. And we were about, <laughs> no, it's true. I think people. I was afraid nobody of you. has ever approached. For the record, me. no joke. When I first got to the comedy store, you were already a seasoned vet there and stuff, and I used to watch you. And I, I w- at first, I was afraid to say hi to you because I thought, oh, she's probably like that off stage. And then you were out like that off stage. <laughs> you're a total. The mastery of the cunt. You're a, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> but then you warmed up at some point. I can't remember what the. I'm a nice fucking human being. The, I just didn't know how to navigate. No, people you. are like that. Trust me. Yeah. And I've never had agents and a, a manager that's the same shit. I think people are afraid of. And I, I really think for you know your Hollywood tale BS whatever. People, <laughs> people don't like. People say, oh, we like it kept real. No, no, people they don't. Like don't. It. People That's don't. why I'm like you in a lot of ways. I don't have a lot of great friends in the comedy world because I think people think that I come across confrontational or um, uh, aggressive, I've heard. Con- mm. uh, what's the other one? Hard-headed. I just, I'm like you. I don't say yes to everything. I'm like, oh, let's fucking eat fucking oh. ice cream and go. Yeah, I don't, I, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. I have a real disdain, too, for other comics. Uh, Who? <laughs> 
Who are your top three no. most hated comics? No, no, no. I, re- I don't. I just don't. I'm just, I'm, I don't sit and watch others acts and I'm not, uh, you don't listen somebody to said, no. And somebody said, oh, those are your friends. No, this is like any other business. These are acquaintances, mm. but I really don't like to delve into people's lives and right. get to know their bullshit all about, you Do know you what I'm saying? you consider me a friend? Yeah. Well, an acquaintance. I mean, have you ever lent me money? Do I know when your birthday is? No. So you're an acquaintance. Um, so uh, the thing, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> I'm trying. Here. I made my own Hollywood <laughs> tales, and I used to remember when I used to drive that big '66 Cadillac yeah. convertible around. Fuck yeah. Fuck. People don't realize like the fun I was having mm. because I think when I should have been more focused on an actual career. Remember Richard Jenny? Yes. Oh, my God, the great Richard Jenny, yeah. right? And he lived up above um, the Laugh Factory on that little right. hill up there. Mm-hmm. So I used to take all these waitresses up to his house in my Cadillac after. <laughs> I, I wasn't there for that. After, 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 after hours, and he would love it. Oh, yeah, he, he loved the waitresses. Was he a nice guy? He was a really, really nice guy. Why do you think he took he his life? He was so fucking life, right? humble. Oh, he he was so self-loathing, man. Mm. He was one of the most self-loathing people, which was so strange because he just was so fucking funny. Here's a Hollywood tale. So when I first went to the Laugh Factory, and he and he goes, so what? You're just you just came out of nowhere, Santa Cruz, and you're this fucking funny. You're just we were a housewife, and you're this funny. <laughs> Remember how little he was, and he would, yeah. and he it just pissed him off. He just was like, I don't, I, what is this? You were Who's like writing a mo- your stuff. You were like a millennial, like to us, to him probably back then. Right, right, exactly. And he was like, <laughs> Who Who's writing you? your stuff? Right. I have, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a writer. Who's right? And then I, um, he was so cool to me, but he wanted to fuck me for a long time. <laughs> no, and here's the funny thing. Well, back then I looked really good. So uh, You still look good. You <laughs> I look, look good great. for a fucking grandma. So he goes, oh, shut hey, up. I'm fucking hot shit to 70 year olds right now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they piss their depends when they see me. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> but listen, Richard Jenny, and I was real like a I'm like literally crying pumpkin, right now. But I would go, and he goes, come up to my house. And I was like, wow, you know, a big star. So first I went and saw his set at the um, arena in Long Beach. There's some big arena. Long Beach Arena, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, sold out. And I was just in awe because I really wanted to do this stand-up thing. And I just thought, wow, this is amazing. You know, this guy's packing this whole arena and everything. And so I was like, yeah, that's real cool, Richard. And um, You're like, I might bang this guy. No, 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 no. So um, he sells out arenas. No, 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 no. So he said, "Okay, come up to my house." So then, like later afterwards, the you know, as comedy, he would see me at the Laugh Factory. Come, I have a swimming pool, and I thought, "Fuck, that's got to be nice, right?" A swimming pool in Hollywood. <laughs> so I never forget it. I wore a bathing suit, and I wore trunks over the bottoms because I thought this little fucker wants to fuck me real bad. I know it. And he had just gotten hair plugs. So, so remember how Richard Jenny was? He'd kind of like flap his arms when he was like, <coughs> when he, he'd be real <laughs> on stage. Like if you watch him when he got upset, he was like, so he, he was walking back and I thought, I'm going to stay in the middle of this pool 
because this guy won't come swimming because he just got his hair plugged, so he can't get me, right? <laughs> so I'd swim back and forth in the middle of the fucking pool, and this guy would be up flapping his arms, doing his best Richard Jenny set on the side, and he's like, why won't you come out of the pool? <laughs> I was like, Richard, you know what? I'm going to pimp some waitresses for you, man. But I, I can't Bro, go down that path. I'm oh, God. No, he was I'm hilarious. Right so I would go up and I'd bring him girls. So I turned into like his You're little like a madam? I turned, I turned into his like little madam. So I'd get the waitresses from the comedy, from the Laugh Factory after it closed. And we'd all ride up there and they'd be drunk and drinking and shit. One time I got so hot. <laughs> in Richard Jenny's bathroom laughing. I was like, yeah, those bitches will keep him entertained. I'm going to go in the bathroom again. <laughs> I, I couldn't fucking, he had those French doorknobs, and I couldn't, I, I kept trying to reach the doorknob, but I was so stoned. And then he's on the outside of the door, Paula Bill, what are you doing in my bathroom? Like, he was like, come out of there. And I was so high, and then I opened the cupboard, I was like trying to get, and it was full of toilet paper, and I was really broke at the time, and I was like, I'm going to take all this Because <laughs> he had the real good stuff. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah, the, what is it, Charmin? Yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck it was, but that guy, when he did that shit, I was so pissed. He was so cool to me because he always really was really like, you know, as soon as he realized I wasn't going to fuck him, but I was in the middle of that <laughs> Was Did he have a nice house? He had a real nice house. He had a nice house. house. It was up right. on that little hill. There's like a little hill. On King, King's Road or Queen's oh, Road. Oh, no, or that's. That was down further or by the Crescent, comedy store. Crescent Heights, maybe. Yeah, Crescent Heights. There's mm. like a little hill back there, mm. and his house was like at the uh, at the top by the on the cul-de-sac. But oh god, that guy! I can't believe he did that shit with that gun, fucking blowing his head off. It's crazy, but that's when funny. you know that's what people want to check out, they want to go. You can't, you know what I mean? Mm. You can't feel bad about it. It's yeah. their, it's their whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's if you do it after I leave here, I'm gonna say, "Well, I was I know, was a part of that." The guy seemed kind of <laughs> depressed. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, but I'm you know just, what's so funny? I've never, I've never, I was raised like pretty strict Muslim, mm-hmm. and and so in our religion, I like the Lakers too. <laughs> I just wanted to. You know see who wrote I that joke? Right. You know who wrote that joke? <laughs> Lester Berry. He did. You remember Lester Berry? Mm-hmm. Years ago, I remember I said. I said, Salam alaikum, Lester. And he goes, uh, I like the Lakers too. That's hilarious. If Google Lester Berry. I think he became a pastor. He did? Preacher, yeah. I haven't seen him in years. He had one of the best jokes. He used to he used to joke about people. He's like, uh, if you're a couple and you're wearing, he's like, my my, my, man, my brother, um, my friend got mad at me because I made fun of him and his wife from uh, wearing matching sweats. What? And, he's, and my friend was like, what's up, man? I love my wife, you know. You like to dress alike, and he's like, "I know, but matching sweats." That was his joke. No, it was just like oh. you can't be matching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have your own identity. You know what I mean? You don't need oh. to like twin up with your wife all the time. I don't remember why he was. Like he was so fucking funny. I always felt like he had beautiful. I'm not gay, but he had beautiful blue eyes. Handsome guy. You what? sure you're not gay? I'm for sure. I'm not. Look but at you me. need to be now in Hollywood. Just a little bit. Thanks, Paula. <laughs> Just a little touch. You know what? You almost convinced me. Like the way you... But who wh- cares? It's 
not you a bad thing. It. That's just sex. No, the way you said it, I almost went, oh. okay. <laughs> I know. Like, I almost well, I didn't say flaming. I didn't say fucking annoying bitchery. You mean broad- I just said gay. Yeah, not Broadway gay. Yeah, not right? Broadway jazz like hands gay. Jazz hands gay. Just yeah. like a little, a little. Just a be fucking. A little gay. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little navy gay. <laughs> <laughs> Bell bottom gay. Like you served and you did a little extra service. Gay. Not that, I mean. Who inspires you? That's what I want to know. Myself. I know. <laughs> My mirror. But like, when no, you wa- I know, I know. But like, when, is there something or somebody or something that you grew up on or saw that made you? Because like, I've never ever seen you fail on stage. Like you're such a fucking. Alcohol abuse. Bullet- <laughs> alcohol Yeah. Like I did this thing for Mother's Day talking about my mother. And people couldn't, they were like, oh, should I laugh or cry? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, of course laugh. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, my mother and both my mom and dad, even though they weren't mom and dad, they were just donors. You know what I mean? I doubled down on fucking dysfunction. I picked two horrible fucking people to be parents. <laughs> But it is, that's who, that's why I am the way I am. When you say you pick two people, do you believe in that? That you choose your family? No, who know the fuck knows when you come from dust, you're going to go back to dust. I just say Some people believe in that. Some, some Eastern religions believe that you choose your family before you're conceived. Really? Yeah, no, who knows? There might be reincarnation. Who the fuck knows? So I don't... I don't, you were talking about Islam. Well, I, so I don't. So we were raised to like suicide is the worst crime you can commit in the whole religion. Like, you can pickpocket, you can murder, you can do whatever. Right. If you commit you suicide, you get no virgins. I. You get no virgins. There's actually a backlog on that. Like, you don't get you don't get any virgins. Like, um, for like ten years. Then after ten years, are you shitting me? I'm fucking with you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> who put the fucking ten years? Who wrote that? <laughs> Or who who fucking scribbled that? No, but um, in, in Islam it's considered a very and I'm not practicing. I I drink and gamble and have sex and all that, but I don't. Oh, you um, mean you live your life? You're not five five doing this five times a day. You know, there's a mosque right next door. <laughs> Let's Literally. go. We can. We have I'm time. not allowed in there, and you fucking know that. You know that. what? Not if, gonna let if, any if you cover your, if you put a sheet over your head, if we'll I put a sheet over my head, we're making a ghost video. I can get you. I can get you in. <laughs> Me plus you plus one. With my mouth. <laughs> what is this? What are these candles? We're gonna put okay. a sheet over Paula's head and a duct tape across her mouth, and we're gonna go to the mosque. Right, and duct tape and my we... mouth. Right. No, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I do it except I can't bend over five times. That's crazy. <laughs> My knees aren't that great anymore. <coughs> no, this is you know what? Who knows? All this shit, all religion. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. I know. You get to a certain age. I I'm know. half Catholic, half Jewish. Do it halfway. I is pocket your mom the rest. Jewish? <laughs> yes. Oh, she's so, Jewish. So you're technically Jewish. Right. Isn't that if you, if the mom is Jewish, then you're a Jewish. Right. 100%. I didn't right. know that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Frida this explains. Ackerman. Introducing Frida Ackerman. <laughs> I should have used that fucking name. Do you know how famous I'd be right now? I know. I should have used that fucking name. So, see these beads on your wrist? I just noticed those. Yeah, what about it? Um, I saw something. I saw something on TikTok that said that those beads have some sort of like spiritual energy, the brown ones. Can the you, cat's can you, eye? Yeah, yeah. What, what's no, the, this has spiritual energy because this is actually from. Uh, representing an Orisha, and this is protection. What's Orisha? Uh, in voodoo. 
Wolf, can we cut this out? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, keep it. For, I, I no, need evidence. You think I'm bullshitting? No, I believe you. Like I, I'm in all I that. I saw Santeria. Like I, I, I went and saw an original. Like I'm not a religious person, but I did go see a priest of a sort. A witch doctor. Um, Have you done ayahuasca? Santeria. No, I haven't done ayahuasca. You want to do it with me? I'm going to do it soon. When? Where? Here? No, Costa Rica, probably. Yeah, don't please don't. Oh, is it going to be by that old white dude who's on YouTube who thinks he's a shaman? <laughs> you just go to fucking Coachella. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you got to get an authentic guy. <coughs> no, uh, I think Costa Rica, I keep hearing that's the... Uh, have you done ayahuasca, Wolf? No. Would you, ever? Yes. When in your life? Are you not ready yet? No. I'm ready. You're not ready to see your spirit animal? I'm 51, so I'm ready to like release whatever, my demons and see my past relatives and shit my pants and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> you shit your pants and you barf for like 12 hours. And you Isn't see that spirits. what Johnny Depp's wife has been doing in his <laughs> fucking house? <laughs> Shitting on his bed and barfing? God, that fucking... There's a Hollywood tale. God. I have no Hollywood tale that's as good as that. <laughs> that's just, that girl defecated on that man's bed. Oh my God. If you have a girl that defecates on your bed and I you didn't ask it. for that, get rid of that fucking bitch. That's crazy. That's uh, some voodoo shit right there. What about the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing? What do you think, Jada? Can I, can I ask you a question? What about it? Do you think Jada has a spell on Will? No, I don't think she has a spell. She's a Virgo. Now, one thing I am into is astrology. Mm. I believe in you? no fucking religion. I'm a Leo. Oh, of but course I you believe are. I'm a no... Cancer. Oh yeah, sorry. This guy is about to fall. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are always real happy, and then all of a sudden the fucking sky falls. Thanks. I know a lot about it's astrology. True. I know. I, the I thing about for... the Jada is she's a Virgo, and Virgo women are, they should all be put down. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mother was one. I have a sister that's one. They now, There's people say, earth, oh, earth does she have spells and shit? No, she ain't got no fucking spells. I but think she's she... a Virgo. Okay. And they are very, uh, let's see, Virgos are trippy fucking women. Can I, can I interject something really quick? Yeah, go ahead. So She's here. When I, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Mitchell's on his way. <laughs> fucking asshole. But this is a more Joking. important Love fucking you, podcast. No, um, by the way, we always keep these podcasts under an hour. How long, what are we at? I, I think you're the best guest we've ever I've ever had. Really? I had a co-host. Uh, That's sad. He's a cool guy <laughs> named Blake. Well, you know what though? He he wanted to start his own podcast, so I just was like, you know what? I'll just I can do it. I asked. Carl Is Clark. his name Johnny Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> you can do this. You can do this. I just wanted a co-host because I thought it would be fun, but he wasn't really adding a lot of, you know. Whatever. Substance. Umph. Yeah, value. He's nice. You met him, Blake. I can't remember. Anyway, he's a cool dude. He just <laughs> wanted to do his own thing. So I was like, all right, it's all good, you know. I still love him and support him. Yeah. But I was talking about um, when I lived in Asia for two years. You know, I lived in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Yeah. And I do a joke about it called Nasi Kang Kang, where the women, um, 
they do this like voodoo witchcraft shit on their men in order to like trap their men and keep them their men. Mm-hmm. And they put their bodily fluids in the rice. Because they don't have water. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. Cooking some piss so, rice. Kind of. So, so nasi means rice. Kong Kong means legs spread apart. And so okay. they, they steam the rice. They sit over it. Uh-huh. It comes up into their hoo-ha. And then the v- liquids come back down. They mix it up. Their man eats it. And he turns into a zombie. When I watched the Oscars that night, I thought, oh, Jada Pinkett. Fucking Nasi Kong Kong that motherfucker the night before. Put some fucking shit in his rice. No. It's just because he, I don't know. It, it, it he's was, a Libra. He can't make a fucking I, decision I to know, save his life. But what he was laughing at the joke and, and then, then Jada looked at him looked and he at went, him. And you think she put the spell. And no. Even the slap was very Yeah. The like, slap was horrific. Well, it was very like 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 a stunt coordinator tr- showed him how to do that. I thought it was, it was horrible. It was very orchestrated and very I thought like, it was calculated. And it it's, was, it's a it's fucking assault. There's, it's, I don't care what you call the slap and the, it's assault. That wouldn't have happened if that was Dwayne Johnson or fucking Jason Momoa. You know what I'm saying? Like he, Chris Rock's five what five eight? You've met Chris. Yeah, Rock. I think it's He's fucking. I think it's. I think it's fucking horrible. It's horrific. Whatever, whatever it is. I just think that she's a Virgo and he's a fucking Libra. He can't make a decision. He's always got to even out the scales, and she's got him with their fucking Virgo shit. And yeah, they're kong It's none of my fucking. But I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all the people who are saying, "Oh, that's the one <coughs> way to protect your," get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's you're protecting your woman and all that shit. Get the yeah. Just, you know what? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Get like, the fuck yeah, out of here with that no, shit. That's what I'm saying. I think she fucking put some shit in his rice or tea or something. Really? Speaking something. of speaking, I never heard of those uh, Malaysian women, but I did see the <laughs> banana lady of Okinawa. <coughs> what? Okay, so a long time ago, this isn't a Hollywood tale. This is a Japanese tale. But I went to Okinawa and I performed for the troops. And uh, they, I go, take me to some real, I want to see the real Okinawa. I don't want to see this comedy, you know, base bullshit. Because, yeah. you know, you want to get off the base yeah. or whatever. So they took me to see the famous banana lady of Okinawa. Now, this broad, we went down this little um, alley, and it had all these little red lights. And uh, Red light they, district. They called, yeah, but they called it... Uh, the fuck was it called? It had this neat name. Anyway, and you're walking down and little slat windows would open and the and the hookers would, you know, and, oh, G.I., whatever, talking. <laughs> and fucking, okay, so, We're going to uh, get canceled. <laughs> so, so, well, that's what, oh, sorry. Did they say, hey, come on in? No, they, they said, they said, so the $50, whatever. So we made it down to this little bar at the end of this alley and these guys... Uh, brought, you know, there was this little man and this woman. They haggled with them for a while. Then they paid them to get in, and we go in, and it's got like little wooden tables that are like hundred years old. Look like they, you know, carved and mm. little wooden cups for the liquor, and and little stage in between, no bigger than this room actually. Mm. And um, out comes the fucking banana lady. Now this broad is, she's like, how old is Madonna right now? 70, 70, 60, this broad was like 70 something, but with the legs of Barishnikov. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm kidding you not. The old white powdery face with that sharp, uh, triangular wig. Mm. Oh my God. Why I did not have this shit on tape. I mean, this is before I think cell phones, but it was good. They 
it was crazy. She came out and she had this basket of bananas. And first she did this thing with like a snake, but then she did the bananas. And the legs were so beautiful. You couldn't take your eyes off of them. I mean, you could see every muscle. They were unbelievable from this old broad. And she sat there and then she asks you, the guy who's uh, the guys who I were with, how, ma- how many you want? How, ma- how many you want? And fucking stick a banana up there and pop, pop, pop. She was faster than Jamba Juice. She fucking sliced those bananas with her Kegel? Yes. <laughs> Kegel? <laughs> with her Kegels. Is that what it's and called? It came flying out like okay. a fucking blender. All right. All right. Okay, all right. so <laughs> I on. don't have Hollywood tales, Hold but on. I have Okinawa tales. This is fucking amazing. So, <laughs> so first of all, First you, of all, I just found out what the word Kegel is. It Kegel or Kegel? Who the fuck? How the fuck do I know? Just because I have a twat? A, I don't know. A, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. What? It's a well, muscle. It used to be a twat. It's a muscle that women have, like in their abdomen or like who, like in their in their vag, the vag area, hoo ha area. It's not in the abdomen. I don't know. I guess it allows you to breathe underwater or some shit. I don't know. What? You guys, you guys have some superpower where it allows you to like chop bananas and breathe underwater. Oh, sure, and I could scuba Smoke. dive with my ass a certain amount of I was of in feet. Thailand. Are you crazy? I went to a ping pong show in Thailand. Yeah. And I saw a woman put three cigarettes in her... And, and she, smoke them. And then she inhaled it with her Kegel and then exhaled. And I thought, this bitch is like fucking... She's You're like, like pass me a sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want throat cancer. Uh, can you get throat cancer if you smoke that? Zig? No, I don't think So hold think on. So she chopped up these bananas and then shot them back out? No, she, yeah, she chopped them with her. When you say chop, like slices? Sliced. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Faster than Jamba Juice. So then she, and then she it shoots them out? It was the most out? amazing shit I have ever seen in my life. And then she shoots them and out I of thought, her. I am retiring here. <laughs> You're like, I should do this. <laughs> this pays more. <laughs> Fuck comedy. And then they just came out. They just I know, came but where out. where would they go? Just on the stage or whatever, the floor? Yeah, in her little basket. Yeah. Were people eating it afterwards? I don't fucking know. Uh, I was lit. Anyway, I anyway, you, I that's one of the very good comedy times I've had. Because I'm always, I always, no matter where you go, I like to ask people, take me to the <laughs> local places. Yeah. I don't want to just sit in this comedy club. Yeah, you're not like, you're like... Take me to the local places, not the coffee shop or like where the nice meals are at. I want to go to the banana cutting ceremony. <laughs> I want to see bananas cut up by well, a seventy-year-old. Like, Do you want to see the infamous? And so anyway, I had at the time. How much I had does Facebook, it get in? What does it cost knows? to get in there? You had to. Do, they had to haggle with like the little man and woman who owned this. Oh, broad there was a middleman because man. they owned her. Got like, it. and then I put it on Facebook when I had Facebook at the time. I came home. This is like you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then I put it on, and some guy goes, oh, my God, I saw her in 1967. What? Now, I was born in 66, so she was that old. Because you could tell that the little owners of the club, they actually pretty much, you know, fucking owned her. Like a banana slave? It's crazy. I don't know. Those USL tours were fucking stupid. I was so happy to get off those. There was one guy he took us. He was like the road manager. I never forget this shit. I guess I'm not really, you know, I'm not that nice, I guess. I don't know. He took us a, I had to go all the way from New York to Guam. And uh, this guy's talking about his wife and crying. Oh, we got a divorce. And and I couldn't stand this fucking roadie. I was like, oh, my God. 
this guy's killing me. No, and he thought because I was the female on the tour, I guess he was going to have an ear. So I just was like, shut the fuck. And he wore a cap the whole time with hair that was like as long as mine under the baseball cap, right? Mm. So we get out to Guam, and then we go to some crazy island called Chuuk, C-H-U-U-K. Some, I mean, off of Guam, okay? So we're not landing on the main island. So we get out there, and then those, uh, were they a Navy or whatever? I don't know. They go, do you want to go to another island and go snorkeling or whatever? I fuck yeah, take me out there. So they told me all the stories about these guys that were getting macheted out there, and I was loving it. This fucking road <laughs> manager goes out on the island and takes his hat off. Well, lo and behold, the fucker's completely bald and the hair was attached to the, <laughs> to the, to the hat. What the fuck? And I pissed myself. I was like, <laughs> you waited till we were out here in the middle of fucking Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs> to take that stupid hat off. I was like, oh, God. And the guys were laughing. I just berated that son of a bitch. But I couldn't stand him. And he hated me. He kicked me off the USO tour. What? Because, oh, he said, and you know what? You're too dirty. And I did the same shit I did on The Tonight Show. And I go, I don't give a fuck. Here's your badge. You know, that USO badge. Oh, you're never going to be used as in the commissary. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> So luckily I had thrown that fit and made fun of him and got off because I made it all the way back to New York and then 9-11 happened mm. and all those fuckers got stuck out there. Remember they closed all the flights and all that shit for mm. like a month and they were You were stuck. like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I was like, my big mouth saves me again. <laughs> no, they got stuck. I mean, it was horrific being on, could you imagine? And it's just yeah. an island with one little strip. Right. There's nothing out there. Yeah, Guam. You know what's so funny? Some One of my friends wrote a movie about that. Some, about, some, Guam. about Guam. It's like this little tiny private island, kind of, that has like a small government and yeah. nothing really... It's no, it's horrific out there. It's very sad because, of course, after, you know, we, we supply them with, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, military goods? Uh, well, the military's out there and it's our base. So we stopped them from doing everything they normally would do, which would be like fishing, mm. um, surviving, right? Right. So we stopped all that and put them on aid. What is it called? When you give people financial, welfare, 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 financial yeah, aid. Yeah, yeah. So it's very sad because... Their yards are just littered with crap. There's there's no, there's nothing in the community. They have little stores. They're still eating all the spam and the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're huge. The, they're huge yeah. people. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, because their diet's so bad. Their diet's a lot of them bad. have, di- have diabetes. Yeah, the waters. T- they have yeah. no more. That's too bad. Yeah, it's very, very, But it's an American-run country, basically. Right, because of the bases that we have right, out right, there. Right. But uh, not only in Guam, but imagine being on a smaller island. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it, it, being stuck out there, I laughed my ass. I was like, that fucker deserves everything. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to wrap this up. I'm oh, go- he's giving us the light. We got the, we got light. the light again. Uh, I have Victor Ortiz coming in hot at one o'clock. You know Victor Ortiz, uh-uh. boxer. I've heard the name. He's a nice guy. He's a he's a boxer, pro boxer. And he, you're getting rid of me and bringing him on? You can stay if you want. Uh, you know I love a good chokehold. Oh wait, that's <laughs> MMA. <laughs> you want to stay while he's here? No, no, no. I don't. I want to. At least meet him. He's gonna come in any minute. Um, he's an old friend of mine. I have a funny story with him. He he kind of saved my life one night. Uh, he kicked some ass. I almost got in a fight in a liquor store with this guy. 
and it was like New Year's Eve, and Victor Ortiz, he's a lot shorter than me. You'll see, he's gonna walk in any second. He's a lot short. He's a bad motherfucker, but he'll fuck me up. Uh, but he's just tinier than me. But at one point, I was about to square off with this dude, and he picked me up, like around my arms, and like picked me up, like off the ground, and hoisted you away. And he was like, "All right, big boy, time to go." And I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> Let me go, Victor. I was like a dolphin, like trying to start a but fight. But were you being like that because he was there and you knew he'd fucking yeah, have your back? of course. I'm not stupid, yeah. How short is he? Like Hervé Village? He, he, he's shorter? literally going to walk in in <laughs> like that too five short. minutes. He's a, he's not... Yeah. Oh, he, wrap it up. All, all right, right, anyway. I love you, Paula. Thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah! Come back anytime. Oh, yeah, right. And um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to call up and say, I've got more important shit to do. Miss Paula Bell. Hey, find her. Oh, my pleasure, honey. Uh, find her on Instagram. Is it at, at Miss Paula Bell? It's, or Paula? Uh, what? I don't even know. Paula Bell Comedy. Paula Bell with one L. B-E-L Comedy. Paula Bell Comedy. Yeah. Check and her from out. from now on, you're just a med. She's one of the... <laughs> Fucking, is that Med your last name too, or you just yes. like being repetitive? No, it's my last name. Oh, okay. I'll tell you the story on another podcast. I love you, Paula. Thank All you. Right. Give it up for everybody here at Jam of the Van. Wolf, thank you guys. Thanks for having me, Wolf. Dave Bell, uh, Jake Trainer, Jack Higgins, um, uh, uh, Jake Trainer, Jake Cutler, and check out Jam of the Van. Just, just go to jamofthevan.com, and we're out. Thanks.